Welcome to Midday Prayer for Friday, August 27, 2021. Our help is in the name of the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in God, who will deliver you. Your salvation will shine like light, your redemption like the noonday sun. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise God in the heights. Praise the Lord, all you angels, sing praise, all you hosts of heaven. Praise the Lord, sun and moon, sing praise, all you shining stars. Praise the Lord, heaven of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, who commanded and they were created, who made them stand fast forever and ever, giving them a law which shall not pass away. Hallelujah, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise God in the heights. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps fire and hail, snow and fog, tempestuous wind doing God's will, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, sovereigns of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the world, young men and maidens, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, whose name only is exalted, whose splendor is over earth and heaven. The Lord has raised up strength for the people and praise for all faithful servants, the children of Israel, a people who are near the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise God in the heights. God Most High, by your word you created a wondrous universe, and through your spirit you breathed into it the breath of life. Accept creation's hymn of praise from our lips, and let the praise that is sung in heaven resound in the heart of every creature on earth, to the glory of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. A reading from the first book of Kings. Now King Hiram of Tyre sent his servants to Solomon, when he heard that they had anointed him in place of his father for Hiram had always been a friend to David. 
Solomon sent word to Hiram, saying, You know that my father David could not build a house for the name of the Lord his God because of the warfare with which his enemies surrounded him, until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side. There is neither adversary nor misfortune. So I intend to build a house for the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord said to my father David, Your son, whom I shall set on your throne in your place, shall build the house for my name. Therefore, command that cedars from the Lebanon be cut for me. My servants will join your servants, and I will give you whatever wages you set for your servants, for you know that there is no one among us who knows how to cut timber like the Sidonians. When Hiram heard the words of Solomon, he rejoiced greatly, and said, Blessed be the Lord today, who has given to David a wise son to be over this great people. Hiram sent word to Solomon, I have heard the message that you have sent to me. I will fulfill all your needs in the matter of cedar and cypress timber. My servants shall bring it down to the sea from the Lebanon. I will make it into rafts to go by sea to the place you indicate. I will have them broken up there for you to take away and you shall meet my needs by providing food for my household. So Hiram supplied Solomon's every need for timber of cedar and cypress. Solomon, in turn, gave Hiram 20,000 cores of wheat as food for his household, and 20 cores of fine oil. Solomon gave this to Hiram year by year. So the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. There was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and the two of them made a treaty. King Solomon conscripted forced labor out of all Israel. The levy numbered 30,000 men. He sent them to the Lebanon, 10,000 a month in shifts. They would be a month in the Lebanon and two months at home. Adinaram was in charge of the forced labor. Solomon also had 70,000 laborers and 80,000 stonecutters in the hill country, besides Solomon's 3,300 supervisors who were over the work, having charge of the people who did the work. At the king's command, they quarried out great costly stones in order to lay the foundation of the house with dressed stones. So Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders and the Gebelites did the stone cutting and prepared the timber and the stone to build the house. In the 480th year after the Israelites came out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month, he began to build the house of the Lord. The house that King Solomon built for the Lord was 60 cubits long, 20 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. The vestibule in front of the nave of the house was 20 cubits wide, across the width of the house. Its depth was 10 cubits in front of the house. For the house he made windows with recessed frames. He also built a structure against the wall of the house, running around the walls of the house, both the nave and the inner sanctuary, and he made side chambers all around. The lowest story was five cubits wide, the middle one was six cubits wide, and the third was seven cubits wide, for around the outside of the house he made offsets on the wall in order that the supporting beams should not be inserted into the walls of the house. The house was built with stone finished at the quarry, so that neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron was heard in the temple while it was being built. Holy Wisdom 
holy word. Thanks be to God. The next portion of 1 Kings, which includes many details about the temple, is not included in the lectionary. You may listen to it at the conclusion of these prayers. Let us pray. Blessed Savior, at this hour you hung upon the cross, stretching out your loving arms. Grant that all the peoples of the earth may be drawn to your redeeming love. For your kingdom's sake. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever. Amen. The God of peace be with us. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. A continuation of the reading from the first book of Kings. The entrance for the middle story was on the south side of the house. One went up by winding stairs to the middle story, and from the middle story to the third. So he built the house and finished it. He roofed the house with beams and planks of cedar. He built the structure against the whole house, each story five cubits high, and it was joined to the house with timbers of cedar. Now the word of the Lord came to Solomon. Concerning this house that you are building, if you will walk in my statutes, obey my ordinances, and keep all my commandments by walking in them, then I will establish my promise with you, which I made to your father David. I will dwell among the children of Israel, and will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. He lined the walls of the house on the inside with boards of cedar. From the floor of the house to the rafters of the ceiling, he covered them on the inside with wood and he covered the floor of the house with boards of cypress. He built twenty cubits of the rear of the house with boards of cedar from the floor to the rafters, and he built this within as an inner sanctuary, as the most holy place. The house, that is, the nave in front of the inner sanctuary, was forty cubits long. The cedar within the house had carvings of gourds and open flowers. All was cedar, no stone was seen. The inner sanctuary he prepared in the innermost part of the house to set there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. The interior of the inner sanctuary was twenty cubits long, twenty cubits wide, and twenty cubits high. He overlaid it with pure gold. He also overlaid the altar with cedar. Solomon overlaid the inside of the house with pure gold. Then he drew chains of gold across in front of the inner sanctuary and overlaid it with gold. Next he overlaid the whole house with gold in order that the whole house might be perfect. Even the whole altar that belonged to the inner sanctuary he overlaid with gold. In the inner sanctuary he made two cherubim of olive wood, each ten cubits high. 
Five cubits was the length of one wing of the cherub, and five cubits the length of the other wing of the cherub. It was ten cubits from the tip of one wing to the tip of the other. The other cherub also measured ten cubits. Both cherubim had the same measure and the same form. The height of one cherub was ten cubits, and so was that of the other cherub. He put the cherubim in the innermost part of the house. The wings of the cherubim were spread out, so that a wing of one was touching the one wall, and a wing of the other cherub was touching the other wall. Their other wings, toward the center of the house, were touching wing to wing. He also overlaid the cherubim with gold. He carved the walls of the house all around about with carved engravings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers in the inner and outer rooms. The floor of the house he overlaid with gold in the inner and outer rooms. For the entrance to the inner sanctuary, he made doors of olive wood. The lintel and the doorposts were five-sided. He covered the two doors of olive wood with carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. He overlaid them with gold and spread gold on the cherubim and on the palm trees. So also he made for the entrance to the nave doorposts of olive wood, four-sided each, and two doors of cypress wood. The two leaves of the one door were folding, and the two leaves of the other door were folding. He carved cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, overlaying them with gold, evenly applied upon the carved work. He built the inner court with three courses of dressed stone to one course of cedar beams. In the fourth year, the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid in the month of Ziv. In the eleventh year, in the month of Bul, which is the eighth month, the house was finished in all its parts and according to all its specifications. He was seven years in building it. Solomon was building his own house thirteen years, and he finished his entire house. He built the house of the forest of the Lebanon, one hundred cubits long, fifty cubits wide, and thirty cubits high, built on four rows of cedar pillars with cedar beams on the pillars. It was roofed with cedar on the forty-five rafters, fifteen in each row, which were on the pillars. There were standing frames in the three rows facing each other in the three rows. All the doorways and doorposts had four-sided frames opposite facing each other in the three rows. He made the hall of pillars, fifty cubits long and thirty cubits wide. There was a porch in front with pillars and a canopy in front of them. He made the hall of the throne where he was to pronounce judgment, the hall of justice, covered with cedar from floor to floor. His own house, where he would reside, in the other court back of the hall, was of the same construction. Solomon also made a house like this hall for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had taken in marriage. All these were made of costly stones, cut according to measure, sawed with saws back and front, from the foundation to the, co- to the coping, and from the outside to the great court. The foundation was of costly stones, huge stones, stones of eight and ten cubits. There were costly stones above, cut to measure, and cedar wood. The great court had three courses of dressed stone, to one layer of cedar beams all around. So had the inner court of the house of the Lord, and the vestibule of the house. Now King Solomon invited and received Hiram from Tyre. He was the son of a widow of the tribe of Naphtali, 
whose father, a man of Tyre, had been an artisan in bronze. He was full of skill, intelligence, and knowledge in working bronze. He came to King Solomon and did all his work. He cast two pillars of bronze. Eighteen cubits was the height of the one, and a cord of twelve cubits would encircle it. The second pillar was the same. He also made two capitals of molten bronze to set on the tops of the pillars. The height of the one capital was five cubits, and the height of the other capital was five cubits. There were nests of checkerwork with wreaths of chainwork for the capitals on the tops of the pillars, seven for the one capital and seven for the other capital. He made the columns with two rows around each latticework to cover the capitals that were above the pomegranates. He did the same with the other capital. Now the capitals that were on the tops of the pillars in the vestibule were of lily work, four cubits high. The capitals were on the two pillars, and also above the rounded projection that was beside the latticework. There were two hundred pomegranates in rows all around, and so with the other capital. He set up the pillars at the vestibule of the temple, he set up the pillar on the south, and called it Jachin, and he set up the pillar on the north, and called it Boaz. On the tops of the pillars was lily work. Thus the work of the pillars was finished. Then he made the molten sea. It was round, ten cubits from brim to brim, and five cubits high. A line of thirty cubits would encircle it completely. Under its brim were panels all around it, each of ten cubits, surrounding the sea. There were two rows of panels, cast when it was cast. It stood on twelve oxen, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east. The sea was set on them. The hindquarters of each were toward the inside. Its thickness was a hand breadth. Its brim was made like the brim of a cup, like the flower of a lily. It held two thousand baths. He also made the ten stands of bronze. Each stand was four cubits long, four cubits wide, and three cubits high. This was the construction of the stands. They had borders. The borders were within the frames. On the borders that were set in the frames were lions, oxen, and cherubim. On the frames, both above and below the lions and oxen, there were wreaths of beveled work. Each stand had four bronze wheels and axles of bronze. At the four corners were supports for a basin. The supports were cast with wreaths at the side of each. Its opening was within the crown, whose height was one cubit. Its opening was round, as a pedestal is made. It was a cubit and a half wide. At its opening there were carvings. Its borders were four-sided, not round. The four wheels were underneath the borders. The axles of the wheels were in the stands, and the height of a wheel was a cubit and a half. The wheels were made like a chariot wheel. Their axles, their rims, their spokes, and their hubs were all cast. There were four supports at the four corners of each stand. The supports were of one piece with the stands. On the top of the stand there was a round band half a cubit high. On the top of the stand, its stays and its borders were of one piece with it. On the surfaces of its stays and on its borders he carved cherubim, lions, and palm trees, where each had space, with wreaths all around. In this way he made the ten stands, all of them were cast alike, with the same size and the same form. 
He made ten basins of bronze. Each basin held forty baths. Each basin measured four cubits. There was a basin for each of the ten stands. He set five of the stands on the south side of the house and five on the north side of the house. He set the sea on the southeast corner of the house. Hiram also made the pots, the shovels, and the basins. So Hiram finished all the work that he did for King Solomon on the house of the Lord. The two pillars, the two bowls of the capitals that were on the tops of the pillars, the two lattice works to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the tops of the pillars, the four hundred pomegranates for the two lattice works, two rows of pomegranates for each lattice work to cover the two bowls of the capitals that were on the pillars, the ten stands, the ten basins on the stands, the one sea, and the twelve oxen underneath the sea. The pots, the shovels, and the basins, all these vessels that Hiram made for King Solomon for the house of the Lord were, bur were of burnished bronze. In the plain of the Jordan the king cast them, in the clay ground between Sukkot and Zarathan. Solomon left all the vessels unweighed, because there were so many of them, the weight of the bronze was not determined. So Solomon made all the vessels that were in the house of the Lord, the golden altar, the golden table for the bread of the presence, the lampstands of pure gold, five on the south side and five on the north, in front of the inner sanctuary, the flowers, the lamps, and the tongs of gold, the cups, snuffers, basins, dishes for incense, and firepans of pure gold the sockets for the doors of the innermost part of the house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the nave of the temple of gold. Holy Wisdom, Holy Word, thanks be to God.